0: Mess it up podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Hey, welcome to the Wet Mess It Up podcast. I'm the Bowtie Guy.
1: I'm Biker Chick.
2: And I'm Pastor Heather.
0: Yeah, and I messed it up right from the beginning, but that's okay. It works well that way. Uh, This is um, uh, our second guest that we've had. I'm so super excited to have my friend Heather on the show. And um, so hopefully it's fun for you like it's fun for me. Let me start off by telling you that the word of the week is chagrin. And chagrin is distress or embarrassment at having failed or um, just miserably Tried to accomplish something like this that didn't work out, and my <laughs> chagrin is happening today. This is this sounded like a great idea when we were going to film today, and then other things happen, and so we're hoping this this show just kind of picks us up and puts us back on Sesame Street.
1: It usually does for me, though. I'm, usually, when I'm the cranky bee that walks in, it usually puts me in a, a better mood.
0: I was sitting at lunch and I was really grumpy, and I thought I don't want to do this, but I don't want to cancel on the ladies. So I'm going to do it. And I went with that in mind. I thought, you know what? By the time I spend some time with Christina and Pastor Heather, I'm going to feel a lot better. And I always love it when I do the show. And so it's it's up to the show to bring us out now. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Rock us like a hurricane. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I had things that I was going to talk about, but I'm going to throw the show notes out just a little bit because we just talk about what's going on right now. It's, you know, sometimes... I go into things with the best of intentions and I just think, wow, this is gonna be awesome. And I've been looking forward to having Heather on yeah. uh, for a while. So we got it all scheduled and our schedules are crazy. So it's hard to do and it's yeah. summertime, so kids everywhere. And then today happened and, and we're both just looking at each other like, do we really have to do this today? And
1: and the answer is yes. The answer yes. is yes. yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Ed. Why? Because we planned it. Okay. <laughs> All right, but what? What I mean? Why do we? Because that's what this show's about—a mess, taking our mess and turning it into a message, and working through our crap to get to a better outcome for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the whole point, right? Right. Yeah. So here we are.
0: It's just, uh, trying to to work through things. Sometimes is is difficult for me, and, and I can get to a, a cognizant reality of okay, this could be the real. Thing, but then I can make another story that's like, okay, maybe it's this instead. Maybe it's not the rosy picture I painted, and I love to paint the rosy picture because I'm a little bit Pollyanna. But then sometimes I paint real dark and sinister.
1: Can I call you that? You can. Call can me I call you Pollyanna? Pollyanna? That's sure. fantastic. I will use that from now on. Uh, He's no longer bow tie guy. He is Pollyanna.
0: I'm not even wearing a bow tie today. You're not. It's so funny. Today I was working on the. Um, uh, some stuff happening at our website. Crashed, And so I had to build a whole new website because it was gone. And so I was looking for a picture of myself. I didn't have a picture of myself with a bow tie. I had to go digging to find a picture of myself with a bow tie hmm. because I dumped all the pictures off of my phone last week so I could go on a trip. And um, I was going to start calling people, hey, can you send me a picture of me in a bow tie? I know you've got one. Yeah,
1: we got him. You know how many pictures I have on my phone? 15,000. Uh-huh. Oh I noticed that yesterday. I was like, holy moly, is that even necessary? <clears throat> when
0: I got my new phone... Um, It's the first time I haven't gotten a phone for myself. Somebody else got this phone for me. And so they got the 64 gig, whereas I'm like the 9 billion gig because I take a lot of pictures. And uh, so I was in Monterey this weekend, and I'm trying to take a picture. And it's like, your phone is full. (laughs) You can take a picture. What is that? And it would have been cool if it would have used that voice, but it didn't. It just showed (laughs) me some text going across the thing. So... That was a bummer. But, yeah, I and so then I'm erasing pictures and then I don't, I didn't realize when you erase the pictures, it doesn't make room because it still saves them in recently deleted, deleted. photos. Yeah, yes. I had to go and delete that before I got, oh my word, it was terrible. So I didn't get the picture I wanted. I had to take it on another person's
1: phone. First world problems.
0: I know, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, and that was another mess was this weekend that, uh, yeah, you know, I went to oh. go uh, visit a family member and because of my past. Yep. Um they weren't comfortable with me being there. And so I just, I, I drove um, six and a half hours each direction to take my family and then got to just hang out at like Starbucks and right. wander the streets of Monterey while they went to the aquarium. And it was, you know, it was frustrating. Um, it's frustrating. It's I was thinking about it because I've been writing my book and I'm getting to the points now where I'm starting to get into the areas that really caused me problems and and eventually led to me getting incarcerated. And I'm like 21 years old when this is happening. And I'm like, good grief. It's been a longer time since this started happening than before it happened. I mean, I just turned 50. So it's been almost 30 years now when I started having these issues. Right and um, I don't know I guess that's the thing turning the mess into a message
1: but I want to say hi to all our new listeners from oh from Salinas yes yeah so PH I don't know if we told you this
0: but I um, went and did some guerrilla marketing and just left my cards around at different places and we got five listens from Salinas last nice. week so hi Salinas so, how you doing
1: you never know what the purpose of why you're at a particular place or what you're doing there could be there will be beautiful things that come out of that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you do to get yourself into out of the funk and into the funky?
1: Wow. That's a loaded that question. I just made that up. Um, me, personally? Wow. It really just depends. Um, I usually call someone who's going to be completely goofy in conversation sometimes. Put me in a better mood. Um, change of perspective for me is always nice. Trying to flip the other shoe. Right. Is that a saying? No. It, it is But now. I just made it we one. We just made it, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> hashtag flip the other shoe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I adore you. Um,
0: you, but, get, you get extra bonus points if I see that hashtag on our social media. I want to yes, see hashtag yes, flip the other shoe. do it.
1: <laughs> I've had that problem my whole life. Yeah. I cannot put proper terms together. But... Um, so my thing is just, I try to look at perspective too. I try to look at all the other avenues, the other aspects, the other crap that's going on to figure out what's good in all this. What good can come out of this? Um, you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. You said calling someone goofy or, or, you know, doing something completely absurd like that. Call you. Does that, <laughs> that's what happens. Because <laughs> I, sometimes I want that, but sometimes I'm like, knock it off don't, don't give me that right now. I just want to be angry. I just want to be, and, and pH is nodding her head. And yeah. uh, I, you know, I happen to be a lot of people's goofy friend. You do. So I get that call a lot. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to do something stupid. I'll call Paul. Right. And, um, for me, it's tricky when I get there because I don't have that goofy friend because I am the goofy one. Right. And so I, you don't want to surround yourself by people who are goofier than you are when you're as goofy as I am that's true it gets I think terrifying to the world
2: foolery yeah (laughs)
0: tomfoolery for sure um but I don't sometimes it's hard for me to shake out of that and I had a very long conversation with my wife yesterday about you know how I talk to people because I'm a talker i People on the podcast don't know this. They don't know that I talk.
1: I'm, per- I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was a joke. Don't let but that was funny.
1: It's <laughs> funny. Um, uh,
0: and welcome to the show, Pastor Heather. <laughs> um, but I, I, I have a hard time with that sometimes. Just feeling like I have to play the character of who I am, of mm-hmm. the the happy, right. the upbeat, the the positive. Uh, and that's what I did going to Monterey. I was like, okay, I'm going to be positive about this. I'm going to show. That I can get through this, and it's gonna, I'm gonna lean on this later on in my life at some point. I know, or someone right. will see it and they'll just be okay. So we can do that. And I sometimes I just get weary of it. I just get tired of absolutely of doing that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything that works for you?
2: I have to, uh, like, I have to dig my feet in and and say that. I am going to make an conscious choice to move forward, to, to change my attitude. Um, because per se, other people don't necessarily lift me out of it. I don't look to other people to help me get out of it. But um, I do find that if I dig my feet in and um, talk myself, self-coach myself through it, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I usually get out of it okay.
0: I, I need to teach you how to be more codependent, Heather. Ah. And lean on people and, and make them responsible for your feelings. <laughs> I, I had wait um, a minute
1: did you just call me codependent Paul I did not no I didn't, I didn't say that <laughs> pretty sure you did. I, did
0: did it hurt your feelings no sorry, not at all not not at all not at all <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> but I I know that Heather is a good coach I mean she's coached me through some things in the past and so I can see you doing that I have a hard time because I just tell myself to shut up when I try to self coach a mm-hmm. lot of times it just takes a good night's sleep and um, maybe a donut a donut
1: yeah yeah Oh, I would kill for a donut right now. Uh, man, and I'm between you
0: and the stairs. This is not going to yeah, end well for me. Well, while we're thinking about donuts, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play our song of the week. This week is Fear is a Liar by Zach Williams. Uh, so take a listen to this. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Fear take your breath. Stop you in
1: your.
2: Grace can never change. Oh he is a liar. He will take your breath.
1: Stop you in your steps.
0: I first heard that song about gosh, it's been a year or so ago now when um Zach Williams first came out, and he did the song Chainbreaker. Uh, I guess it's been two years now this summer. That's wow, wild, yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I love this song. I called my son-in-law Dave. I said, we're doing this at CR, this song. I sent it to him. He said, okay, great. And then I found the album, and I just listened to it, and I was like, okay, Dave, we're doing every song on this album at CR. It's just like the CR album. And it turns out he's going to be playing at CR Summit in uh, Nashville for CR East uh, this uh, or nice. no, no, he's not. He's playing West. He's playing West Summit this year um, in August. He's playing CR West um, for King Country's doing uh, Summit East. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. He's playing. Nice. But I fell in love with this song, and I, I, the thing that really gets me in this is just all these lies that he talks about in the song. Uh, you're not good enough. You're not right. You're not strong enough. You're not worthy. You're not loved. You'll never be enough. Man, these are things that I've told myself right. a lot, yeah, and and have bought into and believed. And when I'm at my lowest, that's that's where I am. Is right there in the middle of that song, and and it's just like, wow, why was he in my brain writing that mm-hmm. when he wrote this song? And uh, that that just gets me every time. I remember driving down the road um, in a particularly down moment and this song came out and I was just like screaming it. I was in the car by myself just screaming it loud and just like accusatory of fear. And and for me, I look at, at fear as just like the devil. devil is fear. God's right. not fear. He's a fearful God. And we're fearfully made but not that kind of lying fear. Right. Yeah.
2: Anything else?
0: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so
1: I'm so wrapped up in what this you're is the saying. Thing, I get accused of
0: always talking, but I do. Um, and the, the part that I love when we do it that will get to me when, when I sing this song is the bridge that says, Let your fire fall and cast out all my fears. Let your fire fall. Your love is all I feel. And just that idea of just being washed clean and... Um, God does that. He just, he shakes it out. He, he shines the light in the corners and gets rid of the shadows. And for me, he, he gets rid of that. And, um, we had a listener send this song in. So thank you. Um,
1: it was Mandy, right? It was. Thank you, Mandy.
0: And, uh, we appreciate that. So if you've got a song that you want to do for song of the week, please send it in. Um, but, um, anybody else has anything else or we'll, we'll move on. No. All not. right. Well, we have pastor Heather here for a reason. We do. And, uh, I've known Heather for many years now. I don't know how many years. Eight, nine. Wow. Wow. And it only feels like 10 or 11, right? Right. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And right now, uh, Heather and I are, I mean, we're very good friends. But we haven't always been. Mm -mm, No. Uh, When I first, you want to tell them what you thought of me when you first met me? Or heard of me?
2: Um, So... I had, I had heard through um, people in his family about his past and um, wasn't quite as forgiving as his family was. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, was like, well, I don't really want to be around this guy and I don't want my kids around him. And so that's that. With the, without meeting him or hearing anything from him, I had I made a decision before I even met you.
0: And then when I came, Heather and I uh, worked for the last gosh, four years at uh, a church together. And when I came and started doing stuff here, was that still where you were with me? Mm-hmm. yeah. So how did you feel when I can? This is the first time we've had this conversation. <laughs> how did you feel when I came on staff?
2: Um, I was kind of like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, why, why are you here? I don't get it. But um, you know, as we started working together and we started doing things together, projects together, and I got to know you more personally and know about your your testimony and get to know you as a, a person, it, it became quite clear to me that you are a good person and that um, you know we all have a past and we all have this this crazy place. That I think we've all come from at one point or another. And my sin is no worse than your sin, and so. Um, being able to give grace is where I was able to turn around and, and start thinking of you as a friend.
0: Wow, yeah, and now we do things together and it's just, it's realized nice. I need to have more people on to just talk about me. That felt nice.
2: Aww. I'm in a better mood now. Yeah. Right, I was Mr.
0: Grumpy Pants and now I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um, we should just do it again. All right, okay, a, Let's me see skin, a, yeah. more stuff. No. <laughs> You're so awesome. Um, <laughs> but you have, I mean, yourself, you've got quite a story. Could you just kind of give us just a brief history of where you were before you were saved and and mm. talk to us about when you got saved
2: yeah sure that you know it's my story goes as far back as when i was a little toddler you know being raised atheist being told that um I was not worthy. A lot of physical abuse, a lot of emotional abuse growing up led to me um, as a teenager being really rebellious. And then sitting there, I ran away. I was a runaway constantly and um, got into drugs, got into um, street gangs. And it got to a point where, you know, when I left home and graduated from high school, I I had to make a choice. I, I could clearly see a path. And it was either going to jail because I was hanging out with the wrong groups of people making bad choices or um, joining the military. So I joined the military and even that life was rough, Um, you know. Which branch? I did the Navy for six years and the Air Force for four.
0: Listen to this girl, two times in the military. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, so you're 18, right out of high school? Right out of high school, I went in.
2: And then, uh, you know, it was just my life continued to be um, a train of bad choices, (laughs) not just one, but a full train, Um, you know, a couple of marriages, really bad choices, lots of drinking um, and just relatively being very chaotic until um, I got pregnant. And that's when I I changed um, a little bit. Uh, You know, my first time I got pregnant, I was like, okay, I need to start making better friends. And I wasn't necessarily looking for Jesus or God, but what had happened is is a friend had invited me to come to church, and I told her no. (laughs) And she invited me again, and I was like, okay. And I didn't show up. I just lied to her. And then she, like, hounded me. She's like, okay, I'm going to pick you up from your house and i'm taking you to church and so it came from this very persistent so i went just to um, pacify her and that that first day that i stepped inside the church the um church was mourning they had just lost two teenagers in a really bad car accident um and so the funeral had been the day before and the church was packed out with people who were mourning and um the pastor had put out um The message that day and his overall message, his takeaway was, is when you die, what is going to be on your tombstone? Is it going to be a loving mother? Is it going to be a caring and compassionate wife? Or is it going to be a self-absorbed, um, narcissistic idiot? You know, what is going to be on your tombstone when you die? And that's what matters is your legacy and, um, Mm -hmm. how people saw you and, you know, how you lived your life. And for me, that was the, a turning point, a key turning point for me towards trying to seek the truth in in the church, and that process wasn't fast for me. It was two, three years of heavily searching, researching, reading the Bible before I accepted Christ. But that was the point where I was like, "Gosh, man, if I die today, my tombstone's going to be bare. I'm not going to have anything on it."
0: Yeah, I I remember when I got arrested, I was thinking not about the tombstone. I was just thinking about the service and how many people would be there to be glad to watch me go into the ground and finally be done mm-hmm. with me, and how many people would actually show up because they were sad. And I thought, oh my gosh, what what a horrible legacy. And I know there still will be people who might get some glee at my passing, but I know now there, that there will be more people there than used to be that will um, will have the tears. and. You know, maybe a friend will do the service for me. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> right. I'm older, so I'm going to outlive you. Or no, you're going to outlive me, I should say. I don't know.
1: Something That's, like that. Something like something that. Something like that. Yeah.
0: Well, um, so you got saved, um, and you were where in your life at this point now? I was
2: about 31 years old. Okay. I was at my second set of twins.
0: Second set of twins. Did you notice that, people? Second set of twins, um, how many kids do you have? I have four. So two sets of twins, and that's the only kids. You rolled the yep. dice twice, and you got. I got blessed. Wow, wow! Cannot wait to see the tuition bills when they all hit college.
2: Okay, pa- <laughs> I'm not paying for. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna have to figure that out.
0: Stay dumb, kids. <laughs> um, so you're pregnant with your second set of twins, you said, mm-hmm. and you're you got saved, and how much time was there between? those that you're blowing off your friend and then kind of... About two years. Two years. And were you kind of attending or... Oh,
2: I attended every Sunday. Every Sunday? I went to everything. I was like a true church, church guy. I mean, like, people are like, you're not saved yet? What's going on? And I was like, nope, I'm not there yet. Why? Um, I needed um, stability and consistency and friends. Um, I looked at the church. If nothing else, I looked at the church as a place to make better friends than the bar. Right. Okay. Right. Right. And so... Um, i was going for that but i was also going because i was looking for answers i was watching people i came every sunday and i watched everyone to see how they were acting and what they were doing did these people really speak and live their lives in love um and i was watching very closely for two years
0: and does does that have any effect on how you now carry yourself as a christian i mean do you are you cognizant of people watching you or do you not pay attention to that
2: Um, You know, most of the time I'm just myself, but it's always in the back of my head that people do look at you and they do say um, what you do matters, what you say matters, whether you think it does or doesn't, it does. Mm -hmm. You never know who's watching you, and so...
1: Yeah. Do you think that's compounded now? Now that that you're a pastor, full-time ministry, yeah,
2: it's horrifically compounded now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I bet. And you know, you probably have noticed we've been calling her pastor, Heather. She is a pastor. She is. Here's a shocker: she's a lady, and she's a pastor. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in a future show. But uh, right now, I just want to thank you for being on. Thanks for sharing a little bit about how you turned your message into a message because it's a great message. If people want to get more of your message, are there places that they can? find the stuff that you've done i know you've spoken at conferences about uh, things you work in kids ministry
2: um you know if they ever want to connect with me i'm more than willing to talk with anyone you know you can email me at heather at rcchurch.com um or facebook me and you can connect with me there um but there's not really anything per se like podcast or videos you can watch
0: yeah okay cool well thanks for being here Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I'm playing at Christina now. Me. And uh, we will see you again next time when we mess it up.
1: That's right. Have a good one.
0: Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends and we'll see you next time we mess it up.